Welcome to the Innovators Insider Podcast. I'm Richard Doyle, the user group guy, here with my co-host, Michael LaFleche, the professor. How are you today, Michael? I am very, very good, Richard. It's a beautiful fall day you know, here in the Boston area. The, the wind is blowing, the leaves are on the ground. <laughs> you know, it feel, feels like pumpkin season. Well, we're starting to get a little taste of that. Uh, it was 61 degrees when I got up this morning. Uh, I had to fight fight every urge I had to turn on my heater in my little apartment here today, but I managed to uh, to skate through because I knew it was going to be 88 degrees by noon. So, you know, we've got those weird temperature swings here in, in fall in Las Vegas. Um, it's kind of interesting. So Totally. Yeah. Um, so we've got a pretty good show today. Episode number 30. It seems like we just uh, just started. Oh, yeah. yeah, just started this thing and we've already dropped 30. This will be our 30th episode now. Uh, all about the new Onshape simulation. And uh, we had a lot of scheduling issues this week. A lot of folks that are really busy. Uh, so Michael actually did the interview with uh, Greg Brown. And we're going to go ahead and show you folks that right now. Welcome back to the show, Greg Brown, head of product here at Onshape, longtime PTC person and a longtime simulation person, which is what we're going to be talking about here today. Uh, Onshape simulation, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, right? You know, you've probably seen the announcements, heard heard about it, you may even tried it already. Um, so, first of all, welcome back to the show and. Uh, yeah, I'd love to to learn a little bit more about uh, why we uh, decided to jump into the world of simulation. Sure. Well, thanks for having me back. I had a great time last time, and uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing what we've been doing. Um, and you know, there's a bit of a, a long backstory to it, really, uh, and this whole topic of simulation as part of a designer's uh, sort of tool set, right? Uh, I mean, and that that's the really that's the essence of this story here to give designers who are using Onshape, um, something that they can use to help support decisions, like they're, they're about to do something, um, create a shell thickness or add a rib. And while they're doing that, that's the time to get some feedback saying, well, do we actually need this rib, right? Or how thick should this approximately be? You know? Right. So those kinds of, yeah, that's the kind of decision support that designers really need um, yeah, as part of the process. Right. Yeah. I mean, Onshape is all about being agile and iterating, right, on, on products. So the more you can iterate, the more information that you can have at your fingertips, heads up, right, you know, will be extremely beneficial. And uh, I, I've been noticing that already, you know, in, in using the product, it, it's really helping me personally just, you know, understand what's going on, right? You know, that that's really what it's all about. But but I think it, it might be interesting, you know, to the viewers and the listeners to to kind of you know, understand, you know, not only the product, but, you know, the person, the people, you know, behind the product, right? You know, I think that's something that uh, I always find enthralling uh, and entertaining. And there, there's so many stories that that come out of this. So I, I would love for you to kind of share with the audience how the heck you got in to simulation. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, pretty propeller head stuff if you're really <laughs> under the head, right? <laughs> under the hood. So, yeah, I mean, well, if you go all the way back, you know, I'm, I studied mechanical engineering and in my, um, I was also sort of minoring in math and, you know, computational analysis was was a really big part of that uh, applied maths that I was doing. And actually, I was initially interested in CFD. So, you know, we, I was, after I graduated and then done some stuff post-grad, um, I actually started a company with some friends, like-minded friends, 
very much propeller-headed, like-minded friends, um, doing CFD consulting. And we found that there was a real opportunity at those time, uh, at that time, to, to go more into the structural analysis side of things. And, you know, using tools at that time, um, they were NASTRAN-based tools uh, that I was using. Mm-hmm. And there was a consulting company who was um, using this software called ProEngineer at the time. Right? That we, we started doing a lot of work with these cons- other consultants, these CAD consultants. And as part of that, I found that there, would have, there was a better tool to use, um, and that was Rasner Applied Mechanica. So I became a Rasner Applied Mechanica user. And, you know, fast forwarding a little bit, uh, at the first conference um, that PTC, when they came to Australia, oh, by the way, this is all happening in Australia for me, um, okay. when PTC came to Australia to set up an office, um, basically my job interview was when I was presenting on the benefits of Applied Mechanica or Rasner Applied Mechanica, um, you know, as something that you could use early in the design process for early insight and, and analysis. So even back then, uh, there was an understanding that the, the earlier in the process that you could do upfront simulation, the more actionable uh, decisions you could make before things got too expensive to make changes. Uh, so this is like going back 20 something plus years. Um, so why are we talking about it again, you know, in the year 2022? Um, and it's an interesting, you know, that's where the, the, the story really kicks in because over those that 25 year period of time, I've been teaching, using, consulting, helping develop uh, simulation tools in a, in a variety of different places. Um, and, you know, it, it was, it's been great and the tools are great and the industry is really, really compelling and interesting. Um, but there's still just been something missing for pure designers and true designers in their early parts of their design um, uh, process. And that's something that we, a little while ago, saw as an opportunity for Onshape to really sink its teeth into and, and deliver for the first time. Yeah, it, it you know now that I'm kind of thinking about about it, you know, as you tell the story, it, it makes total sense to bring this type of simulation, you know, to the fingertips of, of people using the system. You know, first of all, you know, running simulation, right? It usually takes a pretty expensive computer, you know, well specced machine, you know, that that's purpose built typically and uh and runs, you know, for a while when you're running the simulation. You know, Onshape is a cloud native product, right? So, you know, if you could offload some of this computation and, you know, not have your computer melt through your desk, you know, that that's a a benefit. (laughs) I mean, it was always the 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 lucky couple of people or just one person in the office who could get the big machine that had, you know, like three hundred and eighty-four megabytes of RAM at the time. You know, that was a huge machine. And you know, the big silicon graphics workstation with the extra graphics card. Um, and that was allocated to the person running simulations, uh, you know, and then that was one of the huge barriers of entry, uh, you know, even though the software was trying to be pitched to early, uh, you know, the design community, it's just there was no way of affording it. Um, and exactly. to, to wind you back a little bit, um, you know, I always to, I like to think of FEA as meaning fast, easy and accurate, right? Those three uh, that and over those 25, let's just focus on that 25 year period because that's what I'm most familiar with, but um, people generally were made a choice of two out of the three, right? You could have fast and accurate, but it was definitely not easy to use or easy and accurate, but definitely not fast to use, right? And, and, and or some other of those combinations. 
and um, you know because of that uh, it really stopped the you know that was one of the big barriers of, of adoption um, but there's this other real big barrier and that is hasn't been addressed over the years and I think that you know this is the main thing that we have focused on in, in our product um, to make it meaningful and to take what designers are seeing in front of them, the work that they've already done, and take meaning from it or take the context for the simulation from the work that's already been done in the assembly. Right, exactly. In in many systems, you have to do the work twice, right? You know, you, you set up your mates to set up your assembly so it works and moves the right way and you have the accurate count and the bill of materials, but then you have to go through and do the whole setup again, you know, when you start you know, setting it up for analysis and, and that insult to injury, you're, you're probably simplifying the model, you know, yeah. making it symmetric, you know, things like that too. So, um, actually that's an interesting point. You know, the, yeah. that's one of the other big barriers I've seen over the, over the years, you know, we, people aiming at the design community is one thing, but then saying you have to understand these abstractions, which are coming from the fifties and the sixties kind of Nastran speak. That's great. You know, Nastran and all those tools like it are fantastic tools. You just have to be an FEA specialist to really understand, uh, you know, the meaning and, and, and the implications of what you're doing with that symmetry. Um, so taking away the need to do those kinds of abstractions, and to understand the physical implementation or the, the physical inferences that you've made uh, and that you understand as a, as a designer with the assembly uh, is key to this whole thing. Exactly. Maybe we should take a peek at it and, uh, you know, we can talk yeah. about, you know, you know, some of the stuff, you know, relating to simulation as, as we uh, share screens here. So I'm going to, I'm going to add a, a design an on shape drawing here to the screen. It's a, a caliper bracket. Yep. And, uh, you know, I have a drawing of it here. Let's go to the assembly, right? And uh, on-shape assemblies are essentially on-shape simulation, right? It's, uh, That's true. Actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to jump in and say, you know, many, many times, um, you know, on-shape simulation is on-shape. You know, it's not a separate environment. Uh, you know, Mike, you haven't got a, a different element that you've added here. There's no different tabs or, or environment. It's just on-shape, right? It's assembly. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to go in, add any add-in or anything like that. But you know, I am in my assembly. We, you know, we have mates and relationships in here. You know, we have an axle. You know, it, we have um, mounting. We have all our hardware, and that's how you would build it if you were building this as a sub-assembly. So, and, so yeah, I mean, you already know how to use it. Right? This is just on. This is on shape. Yeah. yeah. There's a few more buttons now, though, right? You know, we got a few buttons over here across the top to uh, apply your forces. Of course, you need to uh, tell it how it, you know what's acting on it. We also have uh, a little tab over here too that will give us some yeah. interesting information. But um, yeah, I'm actually just gonna show the results first. You know, we've already actually this one's already been set up. The only thing we had to do was make sure that materials were applied. Yep, the forces were applied yep. and that, you know, we've set it to be in a static state, you know, when the simulation starts. So you just need to make sure that if you did have moving components that they're not moving for the moment you're running the simulation. Yeah, so a couple of things there, you know, this is linear static analysis, as you yeah. say, and, and with the word static being a keyword there, I mean, you can't have things flopping around. And interestingly, because on shape simulation is on shape, you know, it, it's utilizing and, and benefiting from some of the, well, this, in, in this case, new features such as you know, showing in the assembly tree uh, what things are fixed, 
uh, and you know, whether the, the assembly is, is, is free floating or, or fully defined. And then in this case, you know, we can see there. Uh, but no, you got some, some nice results up there now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I don't know how many seconds it took. I, w I wasn't looking at my watch, but it was done, you know, halfway through, you know, us talking about the interface. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we like to talk this as, as inter interactive time, right? Um, you know, real time would be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's not a realistic way to describe how things work. You know, real time is real time. But um, uh, but interactive time is not even time for us to finish that sentence right? or get a sip of coffee. Um, I can start making decisions based on what I'm seeing here uh, without having to wait and without losing the flow of what I was thinking for this design. Right, right. So this is here, upfront design simulation works with all the things that you would think of using on shape four, right? So of course, you know, I'm, I'm doing a design for manufacturability study right now on this is just the normal on shape way of exploring design iterations. Right. Yeah, and sure. you know, I'm looking at this, this, this corner, you know, it's looking a little sharp here, you know, maybe, maybe we have a rounded corner here, see what happens to the stresses in that region perhaps might be an interesting way of before you go into that, how about looking at displacements? Yep. Oh, yeah, let's okay. take a look. Yeah, so here's displacement. Yeah, I can hover over this here. It's obviously, you know, not moving there too much, but of course, you know, we're seeing some movement here, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you can see that, yeah. I mean, one of the first things you do, I and mean, even if it takes five seconds or 10 seconds, the first thing you should do is animate this, uh, you know, the displacement or the, and see if things look reasonable. Right? As a designer, I've got some intuition that I'm expected to apply to this. So I can see that if things are moving in the wrong direction, I've probably put the load in the wrong direction or something else, you know. Um, and then by the time you've sort of verified that you've set this up properly, um, the results are done and, and we can uh, have a look at some other things in you know? it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna hide the uh, shaft here so we can see what's going on around here. Let's, uh, you know, we can see you know, all sorts of different quantities. Sure. All the uh, on-shape viewing uh, modes uh, will work here. You know, so you can actually, while you're there, I mean, that's an interesting thing. You know, the simulation results are part of the tree, a part of the the view modes against like shaded modes, shaded with no edges, uh, hidden lines displayed. So and draft angle analysis and curvature visualization for zebra stripes, those sorts of things. We want to put visualizing the simulation on that same level. Like I make decisions based on what I see with hidden lines. I make decisions based on what I see with the draft angle analysis, but I'm also making decisions based on, you know, things like this. So it just seamlessly goes into like you're, like you're showing now, all the rest of my normal workflows and unshape, exploded views, uh, section views, um, what are you looking at there? Oh, variables, right? Yeah. So everything that works just just works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, this this is the part that that really made me uh, kind of sit up and and think a little bit, though. Um, you know, people in Onshape work together because they they can, right? And you know, it's a fast iterative uh, design. You need to be able to work together, collaborate. Um, but you know, this is my phone, right? I'm I'm on my phone. And I'm going to go to the, uh, you know, to the actual, you know, part studio, right, where where design changes, you know, will take place, right. So I'll just go in here, and and pay close attention to the simulation screen, right, because you know we have results, right. It everything is as it is at the moment, but you know I'm in a, you know, let me actually 
work properly parametrically here. There's a chamfer going around this. Let's just roll to here. So that way we have that. And then I'm going to stick a fillet right here. And then I'll just roll to the end, right? But all this is happening, right, on my part studio while I'm doing the, uh, the part design, you know, design for manufacturability. And then, you know, the person... It could be a different person, same person. Yeah, you, know, you might just do this on your own on your own computer, but no, nah, forget it. We want to do this together, right? So yeah. yeah, yeah. You've called your expert, you've called your lifeline, right? And, and exactly. Yeah. They're they're suggesting what they're <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, let's let's call, you know, put out a lifeline. Somebody says, put a fillet here, let's see what happens, and then you know, voila, right? Yeah, you know, we have the, the simulation results. And I didn't touch one button. As the person looking at the simulation, I, I didn't hit anything, right? Exactly. I mean, just in the same way, you didn't have to ask Onshape to reshade or retessellate or recompute the hidden lines. Like, you didn't have to do that. In the same way, you don't have to ask it to redo the simulation. So. Right. Right. It, right. It almost feels like, you know, back in the old days when, you know, we're on like, you know, what is it, Pro E version 12? I don't even remember. But like, I'm, maybe I'm thinking of AutoCAD. Like you actually had to physically type in the shade command <laughs> to actually get a ray <laughs> shaded yeah. image on your screen, and it was like you know you couldn't work interactive like that. And this this feels like we've gone from like black and white TV to to HD color with That's this right. kind of way of of thinking about you know the uh, the simulation and how it's interacting. No, yeah, it's, um, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have we have stresses. We have a uh, factor of safety is another one. You know, a good one here. So brings up a good opportunity to show the simulation panel yeah. uh, and I'll just hide the uh, phone over here. That was just my parlor trick for the uh, show here. But here we have different types of uh, looking at things. So sometimes like a red and blue type plot looks good for, for uh factor safety type plots, I would say. So you, you know, obviously we're in good shape uh yep. here you know we're we're seeing while you're that. talking about factor of safety you know we're getting that from the material properties right and so materials are assigned in the same way they always have been which is in the part studio you assign a material to to a part um and we've enhanced that obviously for simulation we need some more properties uh, previously it was really just the name and the density but now it's Poisson's ratio young's modulus uh the yield stress the limit stress um those types of things so because we know, you know, the yield stress, uh, that's how we're um, that's how we're calculating the factor of safety um, for the, for that for that plot that you're looking at there. So, you know, no extra effort. Um, it's meaningful for a designer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And of course, there, you know, the, I've noticed uh, some small things too. You can, you know, move these things around if things are in the way and, you know, look at it in different ways. Another thing that I've been. Uh, liking uh with this if i uh you know pull up a stress plot set this to another color yeah you, like you can that. totally use the comments in, in markup tools you know to oh, point yeah. things out right yeah. and i could you know say to my colleague debbie or something you know take a look at this right sign that as a task you know whatever it might be right so very easy to have these design communication kind of things you know, we, we could probably do a whole session on like, you know, how well, I've seen sessions, how, how in, in other systems out there, like how to manage the, the results files and, and how to, you know, check them in the PDM so that other people can can take advantage of this data and use it. Like, 
this is this is trick of the platform now, right? You know, because all of that is built in. <laughs> exactly. And, right. It's built in, and in fact, there's one of my, uh, you know, the comments and the other things you've been showing in there. Uh, the bills of material also work. Um, uh, you know, the uh, obviously the materials are integrated with what you had with the part studio. But there's something else that we released last week with the the latest uh, release of Onshape, which is publications. And publications are a really, really interesting way. And I, I don't know if this is the first time you've seen this, but you can create a publication where you're really sharing a, um, you know, the assembly, which is the thing that you've just been simulating. Everything you simulate is an assembly. We figured that that's the, that's the real context for all the simulations. Uh, it, it is the assembly or an assembly that you create in, in Onshape. So, you know, what you're doing there, Mike, is you're just grabbing a reference to a uh, to that assembly, which is a versioned reference. So as you publish this to other people, um, you know, a publication is, is kind of like a, as a new class of as a special kind of document, really. Um, it can be shared. Uh, it can be, um, you know, you can limit the share to view or, or, or other people can edit it. Uh, but really in here is the idea is you can put a number of different, um, now there we go, Debbie gets another, oh no, no someone else. <laughs> it's another chance to have view only access. And of course, you know, if you have uh, the capability to, to turn this on, uh, you can show the results, you can do the animation, but now you're still just in a view only mode um, for, this, for this document. And you could therefore have perhaps V1, V2, V3, V4, V5, all very, you know, sitting next to each other and flip between them really, really quickly. Uh, and that is a really, really cool workflow for in one publication, which is exactly why it's called a publication, uh, to share that. Um, I also, you know, have started including uh, supporting documentation. There might be like a PDF that was a part of a document or, or a part studio as well. So the publication contained a number of different things. And there you go. <laughs> wow. This is, this is great, Greg. This is mind blowing stuff that I had not thought of uh, until just now. This is, this is fantastic being able to stack these up have comparative oh, yeah. results right here, ready to go. We have a nice note section here so you can, you know, add uh, in Markdown text, you know, and even your Grammarly extensions will work um, <laughs> with, with all of that stuff, right? So it's uh, it's really good. You know, engineers are notorious for, for grammar errors, so that's why I make sure to really <laughs> <laughs> turned on. I'd have to grab that myself. No, yeah, but as you said, you know, the, if if the if you flip back to that first, uh, you know, you've got the second one there. If you flip back to the first one now, if you just double click that, you know, the results would come up really quickly because they're cached. They're stay they're, they're cached in the cloud, um, and you know, all of this is happening without heating up your desk. I, I imagine there's, there's there's no meltdown occurring because all of this computation is is, is in the cloud. Yep, my, my computer is not taking off. The fans are not uh, on full blast. You know, they're, they're not even making a peep. So, yeah. And if you, you know, when you share that publication to me or Debbie or whoever else, you know, I can get to this kind of viewing point really, really quickly without any, there's no, nothing to be transferred. You know, we're just, right. just pointing back to the same, to the same publication. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, what a great power tip there. I, that was a surprise. So. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, Greg, I mean, thank you so much for joining us to talk about a little bit of simulation here today. We're really excited about it. The uh, can't wait to hear more stories of, from from the listeners um, with your experience uh, using it right now. It's in 
you know, it's a simulation uh, beta beta label right now. So that means enterprise customers have access to it currently. So yep. we're we're looking forward to roll that out uh, as soon as possible uh, for for everybody else on the professional plan. I think we noted on the uh, the forum post. So yeah. you know, we have a lot of uh, this is this has been really great though, Greg. I mean. No, happy to share some stories. I mean, there's plenty more, so we'll be happy to come back at any stage. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Greg. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you around. Okay. Thanks very much. What a an impressive display that, that Greg was able to put on. I mean, you know, Greg yeah. has got a lot of experience in, in, in simulation, right? You heard, you know, uh, you know, this is like the early nineties, you know, he was at Bem Rasna and, you know, which was acquired by PTC and, and, you know, he's been here, you know, as soon as uh PTC acquired on shape, Greg raised his he, hand yep, up and said, <laughs> I want to, I want to come, I want to come on shape. You know? <laughs> so, so that, you know, he, he's really one of our biggest fans. It's really awesome to have him as the head of product. He's got a lot of energy, funny guy, but really, I mean, obviously he's like, extremely smart yeah, you know absolutely. i'm really happy you know that that he was uh able to come to the on team and uh and, help and, and i think our i think our viewers are probably appreciate the way the way he described on shape simulation and how it works and how and, and why it's different and better um than some you know some of the other products and, and i just i just absolutely love you know finite element analysis is no more uh now it's fast easy and accurate i just love that's that. it that's it we um, can get there and you know it was it was great to get some of that bonus information out there about uh, the new Onshape publications too. That's um, right. Yep, That's so right. I, I mean, think, I, uh, not not often that I, that somebody hits me out of left field like that. You know, it's <laughs> it's a wonderful feeling to see something like that. And like, oh, something I didn't. Yeah, know. yeah. we can talk about that too. Yeah. Um, so you know, you can get uh, folks. You can get a whole lot more uh, information about Onshape simulation from a webinar that's going to actually happening next week. Um, Greg and, uh, oh gosh, I forgot who else is, is, uh, oh, Chris, is Gromack, Chris Gromack. Yes. Yep. He's helping him out with that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's actually, that's going to be Wednesday, October 26th starts at 1 PM Eastern time here in the U S. Uh, and then there will be a second webinar for the following day, Thursday, October 27th at 1 PM central European summertime. And I checked, you know, we, we, we do these things ahead of time. So I wanted to make sure that it was still summertime next week, yeah. uh, over in EMEA and, and it is so. Uh, we'll put the, uh, the events that so you can go to the, you know, the onshape, uh, onshape.com and go to the events page there and you'll find both events. You can register for those there. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, don't miss it. I mean, it, this is like, you're going to get a lot of information out of this. It's yep. going to be, uh, it's going to be really good. So we've got, uh, we've got a couple of other things that we're going to, we're going to cover here on the show. We've got a model of the week this week, huh? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, we were looking around for some really cool public models, and uh, one of our uh, people on on my team, you know, she was like, you know, this is a really cool model, and 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 she's she's actually new to CAD. Um, uh, her name's Elena. We're gonna have her on the in the show at some point in the future. She's uh, a recent graduate from Texas Christian University, and and she's into environmental studies, and and she's she's done a great uh, blog recently on on uh, sustainability but she also has been learning cad learning on shape learning render studio and was excited about the the model of the week here so let's put it up on the screen all right and this is from uh tony soars i think is how you pronounce that last name yeah it's the yeah. pearson triton boat 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful boat. You know, maybe, maybe someday I'll get myself a slip and, uh, <laughs> <in> a boat. <laughs> who knows, you know? Um, but, but this is beautiful, right? I mean, it's yeah, beautiful it really shape. Is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so there, you notice some things about this, right? Richard? Uh, you know, the first thing I noticed and, and it's really funny because I, you know, I find myself slacking off sometimes, but I really appreciate what somebody names their features um and, and keeps a nice clean tree so you always know what what it is you're working on you know sketch one sketch two sketch three um when, when i get lazy and i find myself you know not naming my features and naming my sketches you know you find yourself clicking and clicking and clicking to find the one sketch that you're looking for that you want to edit so um good job tony uh keep it up and uh you know when you get to the assembly level you might start considering naming some of your mates too but you know that's just me so yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's there was only a few, so we'll give them a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, here are some of the renderings that Elena was able to add uh, uh, in. You know, you can yeah, see really the nice. beautiful yep. uh, textures and um, and and I was like, you know, uh, I, I challenged uh, Elena. I was like, you know, it's it's nice to see the boat out of the water, but what about in the water? Yeah. Right. You so I you know, saw that one too. Yep. <laughs> come up with some. Uh, uh, different ways of uh, putting, uh, you know, different environments in. You can create a little little wave pattern here and stick it in the water, and it makes for a much nicer, uh, you know, display, you know, of the rendering. Let's yeah. just back over here. All of these are, are really cool. I like to me. That's I mean, this it, it just makes me feel good looking at this. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good one right there. I really, you know, I clicked through all of those renders this morning, yeah. and uh, and that was one of my favorites right there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a great rough, work. Rough to, scenes. Uh, I Makes me seasick just looking at it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, you're you're safe in Vegas, you. Know? Yep, yep. I'm, I've got great great land legs, no sea legs. So thanks, Tony, for that uh, that great work, and uh, of course, the link to that public model will be in the show notes for everybody. So. Um, so let's finish it up with with one last thing. Um, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be posting uh, a couple of early uh, podcast episodes. In fact, uh, we're gonna be posting our next episode after this one. Will actually come out next Thursday, the twenty seventh, because it's gonna be our Halloween themed episode. Uh, and we've created a little challenge, the Innovators Insider Halloween Challenge, uh, and we're asking our users um, to go ahead and create some some Halloween themed models. Um, you know and and we've got several categories. You can create a part studio, you can create an assembly, maybe do a render, uh, or even a feature script. We've already got one good example of a feature script um, that, uh, that's been posted in the forums. Um, you can enter as many times as you'd like. Uh, we would appreciate it if all the models become public um, at one point, but I don't think we're gonna, you know, we're gonna mandate that. Uh, and we will be either showing off some of our favorite models that we pick from the forums or inviting some of you folks to appear on the podcast with us. So uh, if you want to get in on this challenge, you should be willing to appear on the podcast. Uh, we'll be recording next Tuesday. So the deadline for submissions is going to be Monday. Um, I highly encourage you to, uh, to take a look. We've got a couple of submissions already um, that are really nice. Let me go ahead and put those up on the screen. A little inspiration here, yes. Oh, look at Michael Pasco's uh, pumpkin there. That's a yep. that and pumpkin has attitude. <laughs> it does, and you know the thing about this pumpkin is it's the model itself is used in a feature script along with some AR 
I, I can't. I, I wouldn't do it justice by describing it, so I'm not going to. Uh, you can go to the forums and you can see what he's done with feature script. Uh, and the model on the right here, Brian Lagrange. Yeah. Um, the thing about this model is not only did he model it, they actually built this um, mm. down at Medsco Fabrication down there in Louisiana, where Brian works. So uh, it's a, a real life object, not just a uh, not just a CAD model. That thing is so, beautiful. I mean, that's yeah, so, uh, yeah it's great. Yep. So those are a couple of the submissions already, and uh, we look forward to seeing the the rest of them, and hopefully having some of you folks on the show. So. All right, I'll bring my candy corn. Uh, you know what? And uh, I, you know, I'm not going to give away what the costumes are, but I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee to our audience that Michael and I will be in full Halloween regalia. So um, you don't want to miss this episode. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard. Thanks again. What a great show. It was good to yeah. have Greg on and uh, the model of the week is always fun and uh, can't wait for, for Halloween time. This is gonna be yep, fun. I can't either. It's just uh, just a week, a week or so away. So we'll be getting yeah. there close. So yeah, Michael, great show. Uh, and as always uh, to our viewers, uh, thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you for either watching or listening. Please give us a like and hit that subscribe button for us so you never miss an episode. And uh, we'll see you next week for Halloween. All right. See ya. Thank you.